Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we've been given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Welcome everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited to be speaking to Dr. Haley Steinhauser. Now she said to me I could speak to her and call her Haley, but I don't know if I'm going to keep referring to her as doctor. She's a chiropractor and a wellness coach. For years she's helped family members, friends, patients and clients get their health back on track and make the connection between the mind and how it affects the physical body, which is really, really important. Powering up the nervous system, breaking old patterns, which I can't wait to speak about that, and keeping your survival mode and focusing on living in the present moment and all key parts of how she lives her own life and how she guides transformation in her patients' and clients' lives. So having said that, welcome Dr. Haley Steinhauser. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I uh, just am, I love interview styles where we can just chat and like go on and on about different topics, and it's just so interesting to me to be able to kind of spread the word about mind-body connection. So excited that you're interested in that because it makes such a yeah. huge difference. Like you said, like it's it's amazing. So thank you for having me on. Oh, no, you're welcome. And the thing is too, like I said, I've always talked about it doesn't matter how you fix your body. If your mind is not at the right place and your soul, your heart, your spirit, whatever you believe in is not aligned either, it ain't going to work because the thing is you could you could say I'm going to eat I'm going to eat sprouts I'm going to eat you know silver bee but if you've got negative you know mindset and yeah. talking yourself down it doesn't matter the body listens um to what the mind says so yeah so having said that so tell us a little bit how you became a doctor how you know you became interested in all of this how you dived right into it yeah, and I really did. I was exposed actually to chiropractic from the start. Um, I have been a chiropractic patient since I was six years old. We went as a family. Um, and then, so it was just a part of our lifestyle. And it wasn't chiropractic specifically for pain, which I know sometimes people think of chiropractic. They think, oh, back pain, neck pain, headache, that sort of thing, which it's fantastic for. But we actually went more for wellness. So for preventing injuries, preventing sickness, preventing things like that, just to make it so your body's working as it should. So that was my childhood. And then once I was getting older and starting to go, what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> I went through a couple different like ideas and stuff. And then I was like, wait, you know, I, I mean, I love chiropractic. I've been exposed to it my whole life. It's really cool how helpful it is to me. And, and I kind of started getting into the idea of doing that for my own career. And, and then really just dove right in. It was, it was that, and it was never, never going back. So, um, and then it was once I was in chiropractic school that I started learning and knowing more about the mind body connection mm. and how like, it's not just, you, you don't just get sick because you eat bad food or because you got a virus from somebody else or because um, you don't get injured just because you fell or had an injury or you're into sports or something like that. There's also the stress component. If you are under chronic stress or have had certain things happen in your life that have built automatic patterns that are keeping you in survival mode, it's literally making your body not able to work like it should, heal like it should. Mm. So going into that mind-body component of it, healing different um, 
stress patterns, changing certain aspects of your life, building healthy habits, like all of those things play into holistic health. So um, then after I got out of school and started practicing chiropractic, I incorporated those ideas into the work that I was doing with patients. And and through that found that it was really helpful for a lot of people. But I find that a mm. lot of people feel like they're doing all the right things. They are trying to eat right. They're trying to move. They're trying to do this, that, and and either have a hard time sticking with it or just aren't seeing the results. So then that motivation is lost. And and that's exactly what you're saying. Like if your mind isn't with it, if your um, like self-talk isn't there, like certain things are gonna just make it so things don't line up. And then that's mm. where I started doing the wellness coaching as well to make it so we can find that missing piece for you because that's gonna be different for someone else. That's why diets don't work for everyone, right? Like one diet, right. one exercise yeah. regimen is gonna be perfect mm. for somebody. And then somebody else is gonna try and be like, why isn't this working for me? But it's because there's just more than one piece in the puzzle. So uh, yeah, so kinda, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, and I like the way you say that because you you you've gone and 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 learnt all about chiropractors and, and I'm one to go to a chiropractor, um, you know, and things like that. But I like how you incorporate the wellness coaching in it because you know, the thing is everyone thinks, everyone believes it's only uh, you know, it's it's doctor says this and that's it uh so i have to do this i have to eat that and i have to find this and it's like no 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 no. you got to connect with yourself first and foremost you know a lot of people go oh i go to a chiropractor and i don't feel good when i come out of it it's your body telling you hang on a minute maybe there's something that's that they're doing doesn't suit your body let them know things like that instead right. they get a crack here and a crack there they go home and they feel worse um or, or bruised and and i get it you know because as i say sometimes i go and go why have i bruised now and then i remember the machine that was used but you know and that's normal but it's true what you say because if you're holding so much pain uh, or trauma yeah. or anything like that, um, it doesn't help. So, um, so where does the wellness come in? What did so what? So you're not when I say you're not just a chiropractor. Obviously, you're 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 well informed. You're well educated. You've done everything you know to become a chiropractor. But how did you come across bringing in the wellness? Because, like I said, a lot of people are a chiropractor, whether it's a CrossFit chiropractor or a you know a normal chiropractor for this sort of thing. But it's wellness is what I liked about it too. Yeah. Um, well, I think that was just partially to do with my introduction to chiropractic as well. It was much more of a wellness base. It wasn't just um, sports chiropractic or something like that. Mm. Um, and then also like the, the turning point was actually being introduced to a technique called neuro-emotional technique while I was in school. It's, um, it was a technique built by a chiropractor, I think back in the 80s. And it is awesome for breaking these automatic patterns that, and we can get into that a little bit more, but mm. your nervous system and your brain creates automatic patterns in response to stress. So if something happens in your life uh, and you don't necessarily have the tools to deal with it, or you don't have the time or understand what's going on, um, you what happens is your body responds physiologically, like your heart rate might increase, um, you might clench up, you might have tension in your shoulders. And then you also respond emotionally too, which is a chemical response. So then your body is going to remember what it, what did you do physiologically? What was that chemical response? And um, the part of the brain where all of this is happening doesn't necessarily care about logic, whether or not it was like a good response and you're thriving and that's a really healthy response. It just cares mm. about, did I survive? <laughs> and if yeah. you survive, then it's going to be like, okay, great well let's be efficient next time and do that again so then mm. you have this stored response in your brain that may not be healthy in the future it helped you then right like it got you through maybe it was appropriate at that time but it might be appropriate now five ten twenty years later so mm. the technique actually looks at how to break those automatic patterns stored in the limbic brain and it's um actually really interesting because one of the research studies that they've done on this was actually with cancer survivors. It, um, the, I love the study because they actually had each of the survivors write out the narrative of 
their experience of getting diagnosed. So that one like specific experience of like hearing the news for the first time that this is happening and that their life is changing. And, and they did a functional MRI of the brain as they were being read back that story. And all sorts of abnormal activity and stress responses showed up in the MRI. And then they went through a series of the NET treatments and um, then redid the MRI and it came back with an almost completely normal response. The stress responses were dampened. Um, there wasn't all that like abnormal activity lighting up. And it was just from, I think, don't quote me on it, but I think it was 10 sessions of this NET. Mm. And I just found it to be incredible because it's like showing that you are actually changing your nervous system when you mind body work. And um, I mean, that's just huge for me. So that was really the big kicker in, okay, well, when I see my patients, when I talk to people about health, it's not just gonna be one thing because it's never just one thing, everything is related. So mm. even if it is a sports injury or even if you were in a car accident and it's like very clearly, oh, you got whiplash, there is probably a stress component to that as well because you, had that fear of being hit again next time you're in a car or next time you're out on the court playing your sport again there's some sort of like stress response because you had that injury so even if it seems simple usually there are layers and it's really important to look at all those layers to see lasting results yeah and i agree with that because like you said and it's true you know if you if you had a trauma of some sort the moment you hear the word or someone mentions that you tend to already tense, your body goes into like this, like a protection mode and, yeah. and you go into fight or flight. And, you know, some people live in fight or flight and that's not good for the body. It's not right. good for the, you know, anything, any part of the body. So, uh, and, and, you know, and of course it's, it's like, yeah, like you said, it's basically like reprogramming. What you're just trying to do is you used to think like this, you used to react like this, just try and think of it and react differently. So I, I like the fact that um, there was a study made on um, patients with cancer because, you know, what we're trying to do is we're always trying to find better ways for people to use tools to go through their journey. And I know for myself that, uh, I mean, I don't suffer it now, which is great. Uh, and I did the work, you know, I did the practice for it. But I had like almost six to eight months of fear and yeah. I thought that would kill me before the cancer did, if it ever, God forbid, came back, you know, and it hasn't, thank God. But I thought, the, the and it was the way, like, you react, like you said, it's the way that you tense, it's the way I was breathing. I had pains everywhere. And then it's like, it, it you know, in my case, so I, I can speak about me, it's like basically trying to jump up and down while you're really stiff. And I was making more injury to my body because I wasn't flowing, you know? Yeah. So, and I think it's really important, like you said. So if you just mentioned, what was it called? Was it N-E-T, was it -E again? or Yeah, it's neuroemotional yep. technique. Um, so okay. I know, like uh, a lot of chiropractors uh, can get trained in it and even um, like psychologists, I believe. Um, so it's... Uh, I don't know how common it would be over in Australia, but I know in the mm -hmm. in the US there's there's quite a few certified practitioners there. But it's an amazing technique and that just opened the door for my body work for me. Yeah. And I guess also too, you know, you probably have a patient who walks in and they're like, oh, I, my back's out, you know, why is it hurting me and things like that. And then what you're doing is you're realizing that there's an underlining issue. You know, um, so let's speak about these, you know, these patterns, these, you know, I call it the monkey mind or or the gremlin mind and things like that. So just let's 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 touch on that. What are some of the patterns that people tend to hold and what you know, and what are the causes? Honestly, that answer could be like literally everything in the world. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But let's see if I can think of some specific examples. Um the car exam uh, car crash example is a good one that I think mm -hmm. a lot of people can kind of see. Um, but for example, somebody might come see a chiropractor because they're like, oh, my, my neck hurts. I was in a car accident, A plus B equals C, right? So I have pain because this happens and now I want to take care of the pain. And so, but this person maybe 
I mean, they might not even be responding to the chiropractic adjustments as quickly as maybe I would expect. Um, maybe the mm. results are just a little bit slower. Um, or maybe they are literally experiencing tangible fear or um, some sort of emotional response when they come have to get in the car to drive to their appointments or drive to work. Uh, and then they find themselves like just kind of having trouble stepping forward and, and healing. Um, so that is a pretty clear like, okay, something traumatic happened and it's holding them in a state of pain and a state of fear. So then we just need to resolve the patterns that are creating that loop, right? Because there, mm -hmm. it makes sense to have pain and fear in the moment where the car accident is happening. But it doesn't necessarily make logical sense to continue having fear when you get in a car mm. a month later, right? So because it's not like the car accidents are very common, you know, maybe it was a one-off sort of situation. Logically, you can know that, but the pattern isn't in your logic brain. So you're finding that that is still happening and you're still experiencing these charged emotions when the charge doesn't mm. make sense. And then, mm. so that's when we want to resolve that. Um, but honestly, in the work that I've done with clients and patients, it is across the board. Like sometimes it can be stemming, um, starting, the starting point might be from pain. Sorry for stuttering there. But um, so someone might be literally holding pain in their body. Think like fibromyalgia, mm. think just like, like you were talking about when you were sick, like you had pain everywhere in your body, you were tense everywhere. Mm. So mm. that is a truly physical manifestation of stress being held in the body. Mm. And yeah. that might be from an automatic pattern related to something big, like a diagnosis of cancer and the journey of healing and all of that that's associated. Or it might be from being bullied as a kid or um, always feeling like you were second best to your sister or your brother or something like that. It can be something that's very, very big and traumatic. Um, and it might be something that when you look at it logically now, you're just like, well, I know it doesn't matter that I, I never won in sports or something like that. But when you were a kid, maybe it mattered a lot. So then you started mm. having this pattern in your body where you tensed up because you always felt like you weren't going to be good enough or something like that. You know, it can be anything. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, so so that could, answer could go on and on. But, <laughs> mm. but yeah, no, but yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off there. But no, 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 go, 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 go. Like yeah, the yeah. manifestation isn't always just pain, right? So so in these examples. And especially when, I, when I'm doing this with chiropractic patients, sometimes it is pain. Pain is what's bringing them in. Pain is what's making them see there's an issue going on. But it could be anything, right? So the, the pattern mm. could be something that's leading to you feeling like you don't have a lot of self-confidence. And even though you're saying your affirmations and trying to make changes here, you still <laughs> feel like you're really struggling. Um, it yeah. might be that you are, are really struggle sticking with a diet or healthy eating mm. or uh, being consistent at work, you know, it could be literally mm. anything these because you're the patterns are your nervous system and your nervous system controls everything. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And it's true, because like you said, because the thing is, you know, you, it, it, it all comes down to, you know, it's not just like, yeah, you say, you know, like our mentor always my, you know, my our mentor, and I say Tony Robbins always says, you can't just go, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, of course, there's weeds. So you know what I mean in the sense, you know, don't, just saying the word doesn't change things. You've got to, you've got to change your psychological. You've got to change your state. You've got to change the way you think, the way you speak to yourself. But yeah. you know, going back to that, like you know, obviously you've got a client that's come in. They've got some sort of trauma. How do you sort of, uh, you know, sort of approach that and say, you know, get them to open up about that trauma? Because some people might think you're just my chiropractor. I'm not going to tell you. You're not my shrink, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, or or it's so it's so traumatizing that they're thinking you're, you know, I, I need to be speaking to a doctor, whichever, you know, and I, and I don't mean to do that in a bad way, but it's, there's so many doctors out there, but people think that they have to speak to just one specific person about it. And of course, depending on the trauma, you might want to speak to a counselor or a psychologist and things like that. But for yourself to come in, um, how do you approach that? How do you, because you probably sense it. You probably want yeah. someone who senses and goes, oh yeah, there, I could dig a little bit deeper here. Uh, yep. But how do you get them to open up? Because the reason I'm saying it is I'm just looking at like, uh, you know, customers, 
clients, customers, people, you know, who are going through cancer and they want to open up and they want to fix themselves, but they're afraid, you know, they're like, oh, so how do I, you know, how do they approach this? How, how would you yeah. approach this? Um, it's all about just talking about it first. So mm -hmm. like if somebody came in to see me as a chiropractic patient, but I could kind of tell, okay, maybe they would benefit from doing some of the more mind body work. Then I just start by talking about it, mentioning, oh, you know, like I see this in a lot of people and sometimes it can have to do with these other things that actually don't really have to do with how you're moving and, and like the more physical side of healing. Um, and then just kind of basic it on their response. I mean, some people aren't ready and it's in my opinion, not a good idea to force somebody to do a type of healing, even if it would be good mm. for them, if they're not ready. Mm. So it starts with conversations. It starts with maybe seeing like, okay, well, like we can do this technique. Do you want to try it out? Um, and then with this technique specifically, people can be very open. They can share what it is that's popping up, what it is that they're experiencing and the trauma that is kind of showing up as the start of this pattern that we're trying to resolve. Um, mm. But they also don't need to. Um, the way that it works is we use muscle testing and there's a series of steps that kind of take us in the right direction. Um, so they can also can do the muscle testing with them just thinking about it, um, which I think is very nice because some people just aren't ready to share, whether it's because they just don't know yet what kind of relationship they have with me, or maybe they just don't like sharing. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe that's going to be in a month or two months down the line of their healing process. And they're like, okay, I can say this out loud now, but I couldn't say it out mm. loud before. Um, I think that that's a really important part of um, my role in knowing like what to suggest and when to suggest and how to suggest it. And obviously there needs to be rapport between us. So there's that level of comfort. If you're working with somebody doing mind body work, you have to trust them. You have to know, yeah. okay, like this is, I'm in a healing space. I am in a safe space to actually process things that I couldn't process before because I wasn't in a safe space. Um, so those things are really big. Um, it's interesting too, because uh, with my chiropractic patients, some of them when come to my head, I'm like, oh, okay, this person probably would not be into the mind body work. But I talk about it anyways, just because, I mean, mm. you're talking the whole time that they're there and all that. And then they end up being open to trying it. And then they're mm. always surprised by how it works and the, the results that they're seeing. So I think it's a very personal journey and um, it's just a little bit different for everyone. And always starts with just having that door open, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And the thing is, you know, so why, you know, let me ask the question because you, we talk about the mind body work. Um, but why do you believe it's so important for your health? Because a lot of people, like I said, they think, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go to my chiropractor and I'm fine. So, you know, nothing to it, you know, I'm just going to get this done and I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Um, but why is it important for your health? Why? Cause I really want to stress this point out to our listeners and to our viewers, because I know how important it is. And I can say it until the cows come home, but I want it from a professional point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because then it, it's just going to help make it so you can get deeper changes in your health and more lasting changes in your health. Because if you make a change, like, like even with chiropractic, like I am a chiropractor, I love chiropractic and I believe in the power of the adjustment in that um i'll actually give a little caveat here because i'm sure some of your listeners maybe aren't familiar with chiropractic but what the adjustment mm. is doing is it's not just making a crack in your spine and making noise and, and like making you feel a little bit better leaving the office um mm. but what it's actually doing is it's changing the way your nervous system is processing things so it's activating different receptors in those joints so that your brain and your body can communicate more accurately with each other because if mm. something is off in your spine your spine is protecting your spinal cord and all of the nerves going up and down your your like basically from your from your organs everything up into your brain and back if that mm. message is even just a little bit off if you're if it's just not fully accurate on for example where you are in space then um, maybe you might turn the corner a little bit too soon and you hit your shoulder on the door because your brain's not mm. getting that accurate picture of 
this is where my body is. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. so the adjustment is going to make it so it's basically resetting those re- can have that better picture and therefore mm-hmm. send better instructions back down. Right. So, um, you, you gotta have the proper information coming in if you want to make it so your brain can do everything that it's supposed to do. Um, yeah. but in any case, that is what the adjustment is doing and it helps with pain. Mm. It helps with everything, right? Because it's your nervous system does everything. Mm. Um, but, um, the cause of what is making that spot not communicate well with your brain varies. It might be because you have horrible posture when you're sitting and working from home mm. for two years, right? <laughs> so, um, doing things like getting adjusted or even other healthy habits like exercising, eating, all of those things are very important because it helps give your body the tools that it needs basically to heal and to respond to stress and all of that. But the mind-body work is crucial in making it so you can basically either bring your body back up to a baseline, right? If you've been Mm -hmm. kind of working in that survival mode for a really long time, or if you are actually one of the lucky ones and you're relatively healthy and maybe you haven't been put in a situation where you're caught in survival mode, then it can help you actually start getting to that thriving point even more easily because it'll make it so you can be aligned in each of your cells with what it is that you're working on and what it is that you're doing. Um, because you can you can take this from so many different examples, but let's say it's more of a like a gym example, right? You're mm-hmm, gonna be working out, you wanna get healthy, you wanna be fit, and you your friend has this awesome exercise routine that worked perfectly for them. And uh, for you, it might not work if you are talking really negatively about yourself or thinking really negatively about yourself if, or mm. if you're thinking, well, their body type is completely different than mine. There's no way this can work or there's no way that I deserve to be healthy. Like there can be all of these different angles of something where your mind is not aligned with what it is that you're doing. So it's yeah. just going to make it harder, right? It's not going to make it impossible necessarily, but it'll certainly mm-hmm. make it harder. Um, and the same thing with anything else, like even if it is, healing from pain or healing from sickness. If you are doing certain things that will help, right? Like, you know, that eating this diet is going to help, you know, that getting adjusted is going to help or um, like anything, right? Like you're putting the pieces together. There's Mm going to be a missing piece if you're not aligned in your mind and your body. And, and I don't necessarily, I think that that could be interpreted as me saying like, oh, well, you need to be aligned in your mind and body by, just believing that you're doing the right thing, but it can Mm. be even deeper than that. Like a lot of this Mm -hmm. is in your subconscious. Like you don't necessarily, uh, you're not doing this on purpose, right? Like Mm -hmm. these patterns that are there or the negative, even the negative self-talk that's there Mm. or the kind of spiraling down into a pit, right? Like those Mm -hmm. things you don't do on purpose. Logically, everybody knows that they will be better off if they're not doing all of these things but they happen anyways, because Mm -hmm. it's in your subconscious, it's in your fight or flight part of your nervous system. And uh, the mind body work is what helps you step out of that survival mode and get into an area where you can be in the parts of your brain that are thinking logically and can see the bigger picture and um, can, can make it so you are moving forward and you're getting healthier and you're, you're thriving. Yeah. And and the thing is it's 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 great how you say that because um you know like we always say that it's not that you wake up in the morning and go oh okay I'm going to give myself hell today you know like I, you said it's, it's yes correct correct <laughs> so it's not that you go oh what am I going to do today you know I'm going to give myself a really tough time today so right. it's like you said it's 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 you know it's in the back of your mind it's unconscious but it's there you know it's you know and and you sort of it all it takes it's people don't realize all it takes is something that you smelled something that you heard uh something that you tasted something that you saw to trigger something so what like you said the body then reacts at the same time it's that right. fight or flight because the body goes into okay i i need to <laughs> i need to shut down everyone and i need to protect what's more important and everything right. else just starts tensing um but you know and speaking of tense you know i'm going to go on to the next thing because speaking of tense tense is a lot of people want stress 
Mm-hmm. When they're stressed, they're tense. They're holding on. And and I know I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, no, me, I never get stressed. So I can't wait to hear about, you know, some ways that what is the number one way that you can handle stress? Because I think this is what I'm going to take on uh, because, you know, there are times when I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm, like when I make something or when I do something, I'm, I get really stressed if I don't do it as good as I want it to be. So, yeah. or I get stressed the moment I get the phone call that says, hey, Grace, you're due for your yearly checkup. And I just go into, I mean, people call it anxiety, right. and I think why are we naming it? But I go into stress. So what yeah. is the number one? How is it to handle number one stress? Yeah. Handling stress um, is just different ways to tap into that subconscious part of your nervous system because stress in and of itself is not a bad thing. We have a stress response for a reason. It means that we can handle a fighter or or like a life or death situation, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be able to handle certain things that happen. But the problem is that our lifestyle in general has too much stress. And then obviously, sometimes people's lives have just way too much stress and it becomes chronic. And then that's when you are holding it in your body and are responding in very um, extreme ways to smaller things where like you might look at that and logically think in your brain, like I shouldn't be responding this way. Like it doesn't make sense. It's fine. It's fine. But you do anyways, because that's just Mm. where you are in like, that's the state that you're in. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, is held in what's called the autonomic part of your nervous system. So people talk about fight or flight, like that is your autonomics and that's in your subconscious. So doing things that help you kind of dive into that area, um, if you can even start doing small things on a consistent basis, that over time is what's gonna help change your stress response. So it's not Mm. necessarily that you have to think like, okay, well, I don't want to respond specifically in this situation, so I'm going to, do all of my work to make it so I stop responding in this Mm. one way. But if you can kind of look at it more globally and help your body get to a lower level of stress, then your, your response will be more healthy. So um, honestly, like working one-on-one with somebody who does mind body work, like this is what I do with my coaching clients um, Mm -hmm. virtually like that is huge because that can help um, kind of fast track things. So if you're in a place where you can do that, um, 100% like reach out to me if you have questions about that. Um, mm. But another way that you can do it on your own, right? Because consistency is huge here. You want to be able to do something that it can become a part of your life. Um, but yeah. there's different mindfulness exercises that you can do. I'm actually posting a series of mindfulness exercises in my Facebook group. Um, if any of mm-hmm. you guys want to join just to get an idea like, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely something that I uh, can can fit into my routine and can connect with on a daily basis basis and it might seem really small like um but over time that helps Mm -hmm. you be more present and that is huge for lowering your stress response and staying out of fight or flight um and then also even things like meditation i know meditation is something that's talked about a lot but it's because it is actually really effective in tapping into your subconscious tapping into your autonomic nervous system and changing those kind of like heightened responses. So, Mm. um, and it depends on the person though. I'm not gonna give a blanket statement of, oh, you just need to do this and that's gonna be the number one thing Mm. for you and everybody else in the world to start having less stress in your life. Um, Mm. So that's why there's, it's nice when there's lots of options, right? So maybe it is meditation, even if it's sitting down for three minutes a day for a while and just trying to have a quiet mind or notice your thoughts more or listen to a guided meditation. There's all sorts of, ways that you could get started on that. Um, But for some people, the thought of having to do that is stressful, right? So maybe that's not Mm. a good first step. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so maybe it's more about like sitting down and breathing while you Mm. eat, focusing on belly Mm. breathing while you're doing an an activity that you're already doing, you know, Mm -hmm. like kind of incorporating something where you can be more mindful or where you can focus on your breath because breath is huge in um, your autonomics. Um, or meditating. Like those are kind of my go-tos, mm. but it's got to be what aligns with you. Because even if it's something that is good for you, if it actually is something that in your current state stresses you out, 
then that's not what we should do first. <laughs> yeah, so, well, exactly. Yeah. 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 And then so, also making it something that you can do consistently. So it mm. doesn't have to be something that takes a huge chunk out of your day from the start. If you're that person who just has trouble with consistency, maybe it's something really small that you anchor with something that you do every day. So while you make your pot of coffee, you're doing your mindfulness exercise or while you're brushing your teeth, you're breathing and you're working on your belly breathing. You know, th those sorts of things seem very small, but done mm -hmm. consistently make a huge difference and, and are far reaching because then it starts out as having nothing to do with you not wanting to have that deep stress when you get a call for your annual exam, mm -hmm. but it does over time even impact that. Yeah, yeah. And and it's really important, like you say, because I, I also believe that you've got to move the body in a good way. Uh, I'm not talking about exercising here, but, you know, I, I believe that, uh, you know, myself personally, I believe that the body holds energies as well. So, and what I mean by that is some people have things boiling up and they suppress it. And then before you know it, your shoulders are forward, your head's down, you're bent and, and you're shallow breathing, things like that. And then and before you know it, it's causing other issues. And, you know, the body is one. So if you're doing that, what's it doing to your posture? Like we said, what's it doing to your lower back? What's it doing to your neck? What's it doing to mm -hmm. your, you know, your hips and, and so forth, it, your shoulders? You know, um, right. I, you know, I tend to hold a lot of, uh, I, I tend to um, raise oh, my shoulders yeah. yeah, I do a lot of that and I sleep like that. And then I'm like, I'm in so much pain. But it, it, I like the way you said it because I, I'm now I'm going to go and, you know, I was going to say when I go home. Um, but yeah, when I go home, I'm going to have a look at, you know, what's causing me to want to protect myself because yeah. that's the position I feel is like a protective position. Um, so what am I trying to protect? What am I not letting go of or dealing with? And um, and I quite like the way you said, you know, mindfulness and meditation and things like that because it yeah. is really, really important. But um, what about, you know, having the opposite? What about what are some things that help people find more energy in their bodies? You know, not just a matter of, you know, healing some things, but finding to have more energy throughout the day. Yeah. What are some things um, they can do? I love that question. Um, yeah. There's, there's again, so much. And it honestly is very intertwined. Um, so, so first, actually, before I answer that question, I want to just comment on the posture thing that you just said, because mm. it, it makes complete sense. Posture, sometimes people have poor posture for purely biomechanical reasons, because their desk is not right, and they're looking down at a computer or looking down at their phone. But oftentimes, either in conjunction with that or actually just off by itself, it is stress. Mm. Flexion is bad posture, right? Your head coming forward, your shoulders coming up and forward, you, that knees bending up, that fetal position, like that is mm -hmm. what you call flexion, which is a fight or flight response. Think about like a baby. Mm. So you start out really curled up and protected, and then you open up and you see the world, right? Um, mm. and, and this open posture is where all your bodily functions are going to be working better. You can breathe better. Your heart can pump better. Like everything is more um, like positioned to, to mm. function in like the optimal way. Um, but, but it is a stress response. So that's why people's shoulders get really tense. That's why people have poor posture and feel stuck. That's why when you're trying to comfort yourself or go to sleep at night, you find that you're curling up like that. Um, and you're totally right. It's you're, you're protecting yourself in some way or you're stuck in that stress response that maybe mm. you're just not really sure where it is. Um, mm. But a great mindfulness exercise that you could do, like you were talking about, okay, like what am I protecting myself from? That can be a difficult like question to ponder. So you can start with it in baby step. Like even if you were to go and lay by yourself and see like, okay, well, what happens if I roll my shoulders back? and I'm open. Like, what do I feel? Mm. Is it really uncomfortable? Am I getting a pain somewhere? Am I feeling vulnerable in some area? Or, or like, what good or bad feeling is showing up in my body? And then just noticing it. Like, that is actually a mindfulness exercise. Just mm. noticing it. And maybe over time, your body will speak to you even more. And then you'll see like, oh, this is what I'm protecting myself from, or this makes complete sense. And then that can help you get to a place where you can maybe have more like awareness on how to heal that particular thing. But, um, mm. but yeah, that and, and helping yourself 
get out of fight or flight and working on your stress responses will actually improve your posture as well, which will then improve your breathing, which will then improve getting out of fight or flight. So it's kind of like a, a positive solve once you take that first step. So the first step might be breath work, but maybe mm. the breathing is too difficult because your posture is mm -hmm. so horrible. So then maybe mm -hmm. it's actually some exercise. Maybe it's doing something to get your shoulders back, right? So yeah, different for everyone, but. Anyways, I digress. I just was so excited about that. Um, now I yeah. can't remember what it was that you asked me. Um, so I just asked, what are <laughs> some, you know, to have more, you know, what what are some things oh, that people energy. can have energy? Yeah, in yeah. you know, have more energy. So what are some things I can do to help them with that? Yeah, so when it comes to having more energy, I mean, I don't usually have my go-tos be like, oh, make sure you're eating good food or get out and exercise. Cause you know, people know those things. Usually mm. they've tried them and they're still not having energy. So what I find is most useful is to, one, you, you do, you should start with, okay, what is it that I need to do to get my body to baseline? So maybe it is integrating some breath work and maybe it is noticing that, oh, like when I'm around this person or in this situation, I am stressed and I don't respond mm. well. So maybe it's trying to see like what you can do to put yourself in situations that are not as energy draining, right? So it's kind of staying away from certain things at first or resolving certain things. Um, I actually did a whole like challenge, um, like a five day challenge with a group based on that. And we went through mm -hmm. exercises every day, kind of seeing like, okay, um, what is it? Why is it that you're not feeling energetic? Oh, it's because mm. all day long you're thinking about your endless to-do list and you're thinking about this conversation that never really got finished and you're thinking about, you know, da-da-da-da-da, all this stuff that's just kind of draining mm. you. So if you can stop mm. the leaks, then that's going to help you out. Um, yeah. But then with, with getting more energy, um, that I think a huge thing is tapping into what fuels you. So kind of ignoring the basics like of like actually making sure you're nutritionally fueled and things like that um sometimes the missing piece is okay what is missing in my life or what can i do extra in my life to make it help me connect to oh, yes i am worthy of being happy i am excited for the day i am um like love my job or love my family just something to help you connect to that feeling because sometimes even mm. if those things are true it's just hard to connect to it so, mm -hmm. um, like I just had someone, one of my clients, she just started incorporating just 10 minutes of drawing in the morning because she's very artistic, but hasn't touched mm. into that for a very long time. So when we started working together, it was all of these like, oh, well, maybe like I, I, I crash every single day, like four in the afternoon and then I can't mm. come back from it. So thinking about all of these other different possible reasons for it. And then now we're really seeing huge changes because she's actually like, we did the base work of getting it to a point where, okay, it's possible in her morning routine to get up and have time to do something like that. And then now mm -hmm. she's like, this is fantastic. And I'm like feeding myself and you know, all these things that normally would have set me off or normally would have made me crash before, like just don't seem to have as big of an effect anymore. Mm. So for her, it was tapping into creativity for somebody else. It might be tapping into, um, like, dance right so mm, i told another mm, one of my mm. clients is like you are doing because she does everything right she works out she has her like journaling time she's trying to process all sorts of things but she's still just kind of struggling so i was mm. like add some fun in there something where you're like yeah. reaching out like some extension get your shoulders back and be all silly like dance yeah. in a way that you'd never want anyone to see you dancing like, <laughs> like, you know? yeah they're the um, best yeah yeah but but something <laughs> that connects to you so those things might yeah. not be it at all for somebody else maybe it maybe it's more like a walk completely by yourself out mm -hmm. the woods but it's something that you know will feed you but when you go to do it maybe initially mm -hmm. every cell in your body is like no, 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 that sounds like a lot of work. That's a waste of time. Like, I can't do that. You know, and then it's figuring out how you can kind of stop listening to that. I think you called it like monkey mind, right? Like, yeah, like that, yeah, that, yeah. Like trying to hold you back mm. and see like, okay, well, what if I just went anyways and did it, like took mm. a walk for five minutes or went and looked at the sunset because it doesn't matter if I finish this task right now, I'm going to go look at the sunset for a couple of minutes and then I'm going to come back and get back to whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, so those little things where you teach yourself to allow yourself to find joy again, that mm. is huge for having energy. Yeah, I like that last bit, where you find joy. 
because I think it's really, really important. And I, I like the way you touched on that because, you know, some of these people who are obviously going through like, you know, um, their cancer treatment, they don't actually have the physical energy to go and, you know, probably, you know, they've just had a chemo session and they, they do, you know, they don't have that energy to move their body so, so much. But yeah. like you said, they can draw, they can journal, they can sing, they can see the sunrise, they can see the sunset because it's anything yeah. that makes you feel good. So I'm really liking the way that you keep referring back to that because, like I said, it's not just about the body. We know the body is the biggest, uh, well, when I say the biggest organ, but you know what I mean, you know, the body's everything. Right. Uh, but it's it's incorporating the soul. It's incorporating the mind. Um, it's really, really important because without it, then, you know, uh, and I, and I, you know, I'm, it's resonating with me. Let me just say that because when I'm doing what I love to do, ah, oh, I am in flow. I am so in flow. Um, and when I'm not doing what I want to do, I'm ring and I'm trying to get it in a hurry and I'm, you yeah. know, getting all worked up and everything. But, um, but you know, for, but you say that posture is actually, you know, important for mental health as mm -hmm. well. Now, like you said before, you know, there's a lot of countries that have been are going through, will go through uh, lockdown in, you know, uh, COVID, we're all going through it, but there are certain places. So a lot more people are sitting. Yep. They're not allowed out, you know. Uh, we were one of the lockdown cities of the world. Uh, you know, at one stage it was only 3.9 miles or five kilometres. So really people were saying, well, what am I going to do for 3.9 miles? I'm not going anywhere. So they would yeah. sit. And I think that caused a reaction and, you know, and it snowboarded from there. So why is it important to have a good posture for mental health? Well, I mean, that comes back down to that fight or flight response. Uh, mm. It's kind of a chicken or the egg question when it comes to this. Um, right. Sometimes, so if you're very stressed, then you end up with poor posture because like you were saying, like your shoulders get high, you kind mm -hmm. of shove your head forward, that sort of thing. Uh, but then also inversely, if you have bad posture because you're stuck inside, you can't go anywhere, you're not going to the gym anymore, you're not normal routine, you're not even socializing or doing anything, um, then you end up just sitting there slouching at your computer or watching TV. And then over time, that is giving different signals to the brain. So when you're positioned like that, you are literally not going to have as many action potentials, like firing from your from your spine up to your cerebellum and up over to all the other different parts of your brain. So there's getting to be less information. So you're not going to have the correct neurotransmitters and mm. like basically like those building blocks that are supposed to make it so you are you. It's just mm. not working that way anymore. Uh, so that is why then the starting point can be poor posture and then you end up having more stress responses, you end up feeling like it's more difficult to get out of these negative situations than maybe you did pre-pandemic or pre-poor posture. Um, it can, it, it's a circle, right? That's the negative circle. We talked about kind of the mm. positive circle before, and this is, yeah. this is the negative one. Uh, mm -hmm. But the beauty of that is that now there's two doors to go in to change it. For some people, nice. it's going to be looking at the mind first, right? It's going to be looking mm. at, okay, well, how can I tap into some mind body work or ways to change my mindset, ways to change my beliefs to, to start seeing some changes here, to start feeling better, to start feeling like I have the energy to sit up straight again, right? Um, and then for some people, that is their best option. So it might actually be, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do some posture exercises, ideally some brain-based posture exercises, and really activate that part of my nervous system and my skeleton to make it so I'm sending up different information to my brain and my nervous system. And then that is going to kind of catapult into me having a better mindset and shifts. So, so it's nice because you can go both ways because everyone's different. You're going to, you're going to align with different things, right? There's not a cookie cutter way to do things. Oh, I can't hear you. Sorry. 
Sorry about that. Uh, so okay. like you said, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, there is no one size fits all, you know, everyone's different, you know, and, and I love the way also before how you said, you know, your friend could have this amazing diet, this amazing way that she exercises. It's not for everyone. It's, it's about finding what makes you, you know, move forward in your life, you know, uh, what makes you, you know, be better at it because you, you at the end of the day you want to be around for a long time you know you don't want to be around for a short time you want to be around right. for a long time and it'd be so, nice if you enjoyed everything while you were there <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah that well that's why I, I always call it like things that happen in life I always say that they happen for you not to you it's not my saying uh, but I say that a lot and also it's part of a journey it's part of mm -hmm. the journey. If you knew where the destination was, it'd be boring. If you knew what was going to happen tomorrow, you'd be bored after a while. You know, if someone said, oh, you're going to have smooth sailing, it'll be boring. Someone says you're going to have a drastic every day. Oh, that could be overwhelming. So this is what life is. So why not find that, you know, that part of your life, that part of your body that, you know, aligns with everything and, um, you know, I'm trying to sit here with my back straight all the time uh, and things like yeah. that. I could see myself like, oh, okay, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one thing a lot, you know, and I think this is where you can actually help me better understand it is because chronic pain, a lot of people talk about chronic illness, chronic pain. Now, is it a word that means one thing or is it a word that's now like I like to use the term bastardize, where in the sense that everyone's just using, you just it's just a, an easy way out. It's chronic. It's chronic fatigue. It's chronic pain. It's you know things like that. So when we talk about chronic stress uh, with pain and diseases, what does that all mean? Yeah, um, I would honestly say that. I mean, at least from what I hear, it sounds like the word is being used correctly. Because basically mm -hmm. there's the two categories. You have something that's acute, which would mean that it's um, short term. Maybe you twisted your ankle and hurts for a couple of days, which is normal because mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. injured those ligaments. And then it goes mm -hmm. back to how it's supposed to be because you're moving and you're trying to let it heal. Um, yeah. And then you get shifted into chronic. And chronic is when something is happening for longer than it should is basically what that means. So with chronic pain, it could be maybe pain from an injury is lasting longer than it should or maybe you are just starting to experience pain that doesn't make sense and it's lasting longer than it should which mm. is kind of in and of itself if you don't know where this is coming from uh chronic stress would be like i said before stress is not a bad thing uh but then it's supposed to go back to normal right your body's supposed mm. to stop having that stress response so if it yeah. is staying longer than normal that's chronic and the issue mm. with that is that once something becomes chronic your body is now going to try and figure out how to work with that. It's going to change its homeostasis. It's going to change the way it's the, the baseline changes once something becomes mm -hmm. chronic. And um, that's why mind body work is actually very, very important when dealing with anything chronic, because those changes are happening in your brain. Like you can even with chronic pain, you can be in a situation where maybe you finally figured out the work to be doing on your body to help relieve you of that pain but your mind mm. now has a pattern of pain so it knows your back mm. should hurt so you are it's it's much more difficult to come out of chronic pain than acute pain um so that's mm -hmm. why um it's just really really helpful to look at it from a holistic perspective because it definitely yeah. doesn't mean that it's too difficult to handle or that you're not going to get the help that you need it just means that your treatment and your care should be different than somebody mm. who just has an acute injury um yeah so and, and then the same with stress right like mm. with you mm. just have to look at it differently because you have to know that with something chronic that means that now you have to look at the, the patterns in your brain and change those so you're not stuck in that chronic phase even if symptomatically maybe you feel better for a couple of days yeah but then you're frustrated because it keeps coming back so mm. that's where the difference is yeah and and it's important like for people to understand because the thing our mind can play the most horrific games it could be it could be our best friend or it could be our worst enemy and, and it's interesting like you say that because you may not 
you know, like what I, I love when I speak to people that have done something to heal themselves, say of a migraine or something, and then they go, oh, I haven't had a migraine in five days. It's like, well, that's good. But it's like, but I should have one. And it's like, why? Yeah. And I think it's because the mind reminds them, by the way, remind you, uh, you suffer severe right. migraines. Yeah. And like you said, it's important to not only fix the body in a certain way, but to fix the mind to believe that you're healing because you could fix the body, but then the mind keeps going, nah, I can yeah. feel that pain, you know? That's a yeah. hugely important point. I actually work with a lot of my, like, especially my chronic pain um, patients and clients on that specifically because mm. they'll get to a point where, their body might be ready to heal and logically mm. they've been ready to heal for a long time right like they have mm -hmm. been searching for somebody to help they've been trying to do all this stuff they're frustrated with the way that they feel or the stress that they're under the whatever it was that they're coming from so they want to heal they want to be healthy but there mm. might be a part of their subconscious brain that doesn't because for the longest time they have been unhealthy and there is some mm. comfort in that because that's a like coping response that the nervous yes. system can have. So yes. now, oh, well, no, I'm the sick person or no, mm. I'm the person in pain. I'm the person who has to go to bed at seven o'clock because it's just mm. too much, right? Mm. So you, you start to identify with those things. So part of the healing journey is recognizing that there might be a part of you that's holding on to what you don't want anymore. So then doing the work to be like, okay, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I don't want to be that person anymore, like full, like all subconscious parts of me, let it go, please, because I want to mm. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and I, you know, it's funny because that's it's something we all, my, you know, myself and my husband, we learn about and things like that, and and we call it like the old patterns, the old stories that people like to live in, because it's like you said, it's their identity. If I don't have this, who am I? After this, and they're too right. scared to let go of that, so they stay with that you know, story of theirs that, oh, yes, yeah. this happened to me. Like you mentioned before, a car accident could have happened 25, 30 years ago. But no, because of that car accident, you know, um, you know, and, and it's quite interesting because I, I have a, we have a beautiful neighbor and he'll talk to us and he has to throw in before my chronic sickness, before my chronic sickness, I was used to be da, 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 da. But just before my chronic sickness, I was da, 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 da. and I'm thinking, you look great. You're you're looking amazing in your life. You know, there could be some issues, underlining issues, I don't know. But I'm thinking, get rid of the yeah. story. Let's yeah. move on. You know, yeah, that realization um, is huge for people too, because they don't realize that you're holding on to something like that. You don't correct. mean to hold yourself back. No. But no. having that aha moment is uh, I mean, it's huge, right? Because then that opens the door for, okay, well, now let's process this. What work do we need to do to like, mm. let this go? Yeah. Well, they're either going to get the aha moment or they're going to get the, uh, you know, this is getting worse and, you know, this could end badly, you know, right. in the sense, well, it's, or no, uh, that's the aha moment, but, or, or the, you know, I'm getting nowhere here. This is getting me nowhere, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to either do it where it's you're suffering even more or you're going to turn your life around. Uh, and we're not here to tell people like, you know, you, you know, get over yourself. But what we're trying to tell people and educate them, I believe, is to let them know that if there's something that's not working in your body, get it checked out. Get it yeah. checked out. You know, I, I just spoke to a lady who was going to a chiropractor, believe it or not, just the lady I spoke to before, she went to a chiropractor because she had severe back pains. Now, she found out later, um, she's a, she was a cancer survivor, breast cancer survivor, but she's just found out that it's cancer again uh, that's metastasized um, and things like that. But I guess, you know, 
we're not saying that that's what it is. I'm not telling people that if you've got back pain, it's definitely cancer. But, you know, just make sure that you do the right thing and you go and see someone like Dr. Haley because it's really, really important that, you know, you work out, you know, what's going on because it's horrible. I know for myself, um, you know, I have problems with my posture. So I go and see a chiropractor, you know, because if not, I, I'm practically in tears. But having said that, I love the fact that it's like, Grace, you need to look a little bit deeper, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and I love that. I'm all about, you know, looking in deeper. And I love the holistic approach because uh, that's what's what it's all about is going in and, and, you know, like you said, you know, finding out what's causing these issues, lay down, look at where the pain is, look at where the discomfort is, what's causing it, what caused it, why are you still holding on to that um, yeah. and things like that. So is there anything else you want to share with us? Because uh, seriously, I've, I'm blown away. I really am. I've taken on so much. I've got notes everywhere all over, <laughs> scribbling paper. Uh, so when yeah. I'm I'm not on screen, I'm, I'm writing down notes. But, uh, yeah, so is there anything else you want to share with us? I mean, I love talking about this stuff. So I actually, I do have a group on Facebook that if you guys mm. want to join, please do. It's Healthy Habit, um, Healthy Habit Coach uh, is what the name of it is. If you go to my profile, you'll see it there. Um, mm -hmm. But that is where I can share all the mind-body work stuff with you. I mean, any, like I've done other podcasts and just trying to share as much information as I can because this work mm -hmm. is so important. Um, and then if you are ready to kind of jump in and see, okay, well, what kind of mind body work do I need to do? I do virtual coaching, so it can be anywhere in the world. And uh, I'd love to offer all of you guys listening a free session just to chat and see what is actually going on with you. See if I can help and we can, we can make a plan from there because I just believe in this work so much. And I think that if more and more people start to understands how integrated the mind and the body are like mm. we'll just be a healthier and happier world version <laughs> so yes crazy, but it's so true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is true it is true though because if you look at what's out there there is so many you know i know that you know covid has overrided everything else but you know if we look at all the other issues that people are having you know uh physically psychologically you know mentally whatever uh you know it, it's it's pretty i think it's a lot more deeper um, yeah. and, and why not? Yeah. Work the mind, work the body. I love it. I really do, you know, and, and thank you for that. So I'll, I'll be putting all the links, you know, down below so people can go and get that free call with you. Cause that'll be really great. I really highly recommend, you know, my, uh, my listeners and my viewers to really reach out because you might not think it's, Oh, you know, this isn't going to help me, but I believe it will. It will help yeah. you. I always say, look at tools outside. I'm not talking about changing up your your uh, medical regime, what you're doing. If yeah. you're going through a treatment, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about opening the doors. And while you're going through, you know, a particular, whether it's radiation, whether it's chemo, whether it's just tablets, chemo tablets, whatever it may be, an operation, look at, you know, expanding, you know, how to heal yourself, how to heal your body. Uh, if there's certain things not, you know, adjusting, um, your posture's not right, your mind's not right, please reach out to Dr. Haley because I know she's going to have some amazing tools for you. And, um, and I know that there are some things out there that people should learn about and connect with and understand more. I really do, like you said, so the world becomes a better place and a, a nice, healthier world. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll just say that, um, yeah, so is there anything else you want to say before we go? Yeah, I just want to leave you guys, all of you listening and viewing out there, um, with just some really good energy and that wherever you are in your journey, whether you're listening to this and it excited and you're seeing new doors open or maybe you're listening to this and maybe it feels really far away and maybe you just still feel a little bit stuck like you have everything inside you even if it doesn't feel like it's there so just knowing that 
the more little bits of information and the more connections that you make and people that you see might be able to reach out a hand and like give you a tool that you didn't realize you already had. Um, like just take whatever little baby step you have because it's all inside of you for healing and for joy and just mm. doing anything you can to try and connect to that joy is going to make a huge difference. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. I think people should reach out, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, connect on Facebook with the Mindful Exercise. I know you have also the free call for our listeners and our viewers, yep. which is great. Um, so please, guys, reach out. Um, the more information you have, I always say that the more information you get, the better it is. You know, I... I believe that we do things uh, to heal ourselves and you've got to try what's out there. So try what's out there. Um, you know, there's so many amazing people that will help you, you know, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whether it's psychologically, we all say that all the time, but please reach out to Dr. Haley. Again, I really appreciate you. Thank you so, so much for being with us today. And um, I'm sure that I'll be jumping on and you know sort of getting onto your website and have a look at these healthy habits studio so i can't wait i love learning as well and growing so thank you again for being on my podcast and um and everyone else thanks for listening and like always i wish you so much love and light thank you so much for joining me i know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today and i'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead and i hope i've been able to serve you in any way you know i hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey and if this episode helped you today please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this as i've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared and i hope i can serve you further by sharing some of the tools i've learned along the way and it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode so if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.